We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9, of course, and on your trusty computer for live streaming, CITR.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show, a regular feature of CITR every Monday night. And, of course, as usual, we have a whole lineup of uh, incredible music to play for you. But tonight on our jazz feature, we're going to celebrate the birthday of one of the truly great saxophonists. I'm talking about John Richard Handy III. John Handy. John Handy was born in Dallas on this day in 1933, and he is alive and healthy, lives in Oakland, California. He's 87 years old, and he still plays occasionally, and he's a big part of jazz history in San Francisco as he uh, taught music at San Francisco State University and, of course, played uh, music in the Bay Area. He essentially grew up in, uh, although he was born in Dallas, um, he grew up in the Bay Area and developed his skills in that great city and headed to New York in 1958 and ended up joining Charles Mingus in his ever- revolving and evolving jazz workshop. And John Handy eventually participated in some of Mingus's most important recordings from that period. He also formed his own groups and began recording under his own name while living in New York City and also worked with pianist Randy Weston, and he told me so many wonderful stories about uh, about Randy and how he felt that Randy was one of the best musical bosses uh, <laughs> that he had. He wasn't comparing Randy to Charles Mingus, two different people. Uh, Mingus was something else, of course. But uh, John loved working with Randy, and it's too bad that they never actually recorded together during that period. Um, that's one of the sad things, and uh, there was talk about it, but it never happened. Anyway, John eventually returned to the Bay Area. He wanted to complete his degree. Uh, he was one credit short of, uh, of a music degree, and uh, he really loved the Bay Area, and he wanted to come back there. Um, San Francisco was booming uh, for jazz at the time in the uh, early 60s, lots of clubs, and, of course, uh, John got his degree and began teaching and uh, playing uh, in and around the Bay Area with uh, various combinations. Now, his history in Vancouver is quite well known. I'm not going to get into that. But John came here as a single uh, in 1964, I believe, and played at the Flat Five Club, which was located at Broadway and Dunbar, and uh, he discovered, because he was here as a single, uh, he played with uh, local hometown heroes, including Don Thompson, who plays wonderful piano and bass, and drummer Terry Clark. 
and uh, some other folks. As a matter of fact, the first time John played here, I remember, uh, because we became very, very good friends and uh, remain that way as well. Um, he played with a bass player named Bob Whitmer, who went on to uh, moving back east, and he became a professor of music. He was an excellent bass player. Don played. Don Thompson played piano, and Terry Clark pay, played drums. And of course, then when Don, uh, when John discovered that Don also played bass, um, that was pretty interesting. So he kept when he went back to San Francisco, he kept these two young musicians in mind, and. Eventually um, invited them down to San Francisco to join his innovative quintet, and they made jazz history. Don Thompson playing bass, Terry Clark playing drums, um, Michael White playing violin, Jerry Hahn playing guitar, and they performed at the Monterey Jazz Festival in 1965 and stole the show that year. They were the true stars. Fortunately, their performance was recorded by Columbia Records, and the ensuing album not only was a jazz hit, but it was nominated for a Grammy as well. And this led to a contract with Columbia Records and a follow-up album by the same band. However, good old U.S. government, eventually the U.S. work visas for Don Thompson and Terry Clark ran out, and the legalities um, for extending them was a little too much for, uh, of a financial burden for John. And um, when Don's visa ran out, he moved to Toronto. And Terry Clark got lucky because... He had been heard by the manager of the Fifth Dimension, which happened to be a very, very popular group at the time, and they asked Terry to join them and tour with them. So because they were the Fifth Dimension was flush with money, uh, Terry Clark's work visa was extended, and he was able to live and eventually um, spent many years in New York City before he moved back to Toronto, where he currently lives now. John Handy recorded another fine album for Columbia Records with a new quintet with the great master of the modern vibes, Bobby Hutcherson. And then, and we're getting to our jazz feature, eventually John formed his concert ensemble. And this takes us to tonight's feature because the album by the concert ensemble that we're going to be playing for you this evening was John's last album for Columbia. Sad to say, the album is called Projections, and it's innovative, a compelling album, but sadly it was his last for Columbia. Um, there was a, a shift in management at Columbia Records, and they decided that uh, Jazz just wasn't uh, happening for them anymore. They dropped uh, all their jazz musicians, including Thelonious Monk. The only one they kept, Columbia Records kept, <laughs> was Miles Davis. But uh, everyone else was, uh, was dropped from the roster. And uh, so, for, unfortunately, that was the end of, uh, this album was the end of 
John's Columbia career, and he never actually signed with another major label again, but he continued over the years to uh, perform um, and form different bands, uh, did all kinds of work with uh, the great uh, East Indian uh, virtuoso Ali Akbar Khan, uh, all sorts of stuff. And, of course, uh, John still plays today. But we're going to return to this album, Projections, and we're going to hear John playing alto saxophone and saxello. Saxello is a soprano saxophone variant, and he plays uh, one tune on the flute here as well. And with John on this recording is the great late Michael White on violin. Michael died a couple of years ago. A wonderful musician, a good friend, and a tremendously innovative performer on the violin. On piano, still alive and well, lives in Australia, is the incredible Mike Nock. And he also composed a few of the tunes on this album as well. And another Australian, yeah, is playing bass on here. His name, Bruce Kale, and he's a big part of the Australian jazz scene, still is. And a wonderful young drummer who died too soon. His name, Larry Hancock, and he's no relation to Herbie, um, but sad to say he, uh, he passed away at a very young age, but he was a very fine, as you'll hear, very dynamic drummer. So everyone here is inspired, energetic. There's lots of moods, lots of different tunes, and um, it's a wonderful album, and it was a great, I think, a great send-off for John, considering it was his last album. They should have signed him up for another stretch, but the Columbia Records decided not to. But we have this album, and it was recorded April 15th, 1968, and as I mentioned before, the uh, personnel, John on alto saxophone, saxello and flute, Michael White on violin, Mike Nock on piano, Bruce Kale on bass, and Larry Hancock on drums. It was recorded at uh, Columbia's 30th Street Studios in New York City. The tunes, we begin with uh, John Handy original. It's called Three in One, and when you hear that, you'll understand why uh, it has that title. The second tune is the title track of the album, and it was written by Mike Nock, and it's called Projections. Tune number three is the most, I guess, the most avant-garde of all the tunes, and it was written by Michael White, the violinist, and it's called A Song of Uranus. And uh, named after the planet, of course. And uh, tune number four is entitled, uh, was written by John Handy, and it's called Signora Nancy. And that tune was written for his ex-wife, Nancy. Wonderful lady. Um, I got to know Nancy very well. And uh, Yeah, unfortunately, the marriage didn't last, but uh, the respect did. And John wrote this tune in honor of Nancy, called Signora Nancy. Um, 
Tune number five is an old tune that uh, from John's repertoire that he recorded on his very first album when he was in New York. And this is an updated version of Dance to the Lady. Then we go to uh, two Mike Knock compositions. Uh, tune number six is called San Pacu. And tune number seven is called Eros. And then the final tune, number eight, is called All the Way to West by God, Virginia. And that was written by John Handy. So this then is the John Handy Concert Ensemble in honor of his 87th birthday. And I'm so happy that John is still alive and healthy and still playing. And we get to our jazz feature album, Projections. And we begin with the tune, Three in One.
Our jazz feature this evening, the John Handy Concert Ensemble. And this album, his uh, final one for Columbia Records, was recorded in New York City at the 30th Street Studio of Columbia Records, April 15th, 1968. And the album was called Projections, and it featured John on alto saxophone, saxello, which is a variant of the soprano saxophone, and the flute. And he was heard along with the great late Michael White on violin and the still-living pair of Australians, Mike Nock on piano and Bruce Kale on bass and the late Larry Hancock on drums, very fine drummer who passed away Uh, sadly very young, and uh, incidentally, he was no relation to Herbie Hancock, different family altogether. So we heard eight compositions on this very innovative and dramatic and uh, interesting album, Um, all the varied moods that the band was capable of. We opened uh, with a John Handy original called Three in One, and then we heard the title track was track number two, written by Mike Nock, and entitled Projections. Tune number three was written by violinist Michael White, and that was called A Song of Uranus, after the planet. And tune number four, the Spanish kind of feel uh, piece of music, was written by John Handy for his ex-wife, Nancy, and he called it Senora Nancy. And then we move to an early composition that John recorded during his New York days uh, back in the early 60s, and uh, that was on his very first album under his own name. And uh, we heard an updated version of Dance to the Lady. Then we move to two Mike Knock compositions. Two number six was entitled San Pacu. Two number seven, where John played the flute, uh, was Eros. And the final tune, written by John Handy, uh, an exciting thing called All the Way to West by God, Virginia. That's the title. <laughs> and, of course, uh, tonight, celebrating the 80th birthday Oh, 80th birthday, 87th birthday of John Richard Handy III. Um, we've been good friends for years and years. And, of course, uh, John is still alive, healthy, and well. He lives in o- Oakland, California. And uh, he still plays occasionally, too, and plays beautifully uh, when called upon. So happy birthday, John. And uh, we're very proud to have presented Uh, A very, very fine album by his concert ensemble, Projections. Our jazz feature this evening on The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with uh, the very best in jazz music. And uh, we have some important announcements to make. Of course, we're broadcasting on the dial, FM 101. 1.9, or for live streaming on your computer, www.citr.ca. We have an important event coming up. It's starting on February 6th. 
So look out for this. FundDrive 2020, CITR's annual fundraising week, is happening between February 5th and February 14th. This is the one week of the year where we ask you to dig deep and give what you can to support local, independent community radio. Our goal this year is to raise $30,000, which is a lot, but with your help, we can definitely get there. This year's FundDrive theme is Crush on CITR, and we've got some amazing crush-appropriate swag for you when you donate. We're talking about branded CITR and Discorder candy hearts, limited edition toques and mugs, and even on-air song dedications. That's right, donate the right amount and you can publicly express your crush on someone in maybe the most romantic way possible by dedicating a song to them which will play on CITR on Valentine's Day. Fun Drive is happening February 5th to the 14th, but you can show your love for CITR right now by going to citr.ca slash donate. And thank you. That's why we call them crushes. 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 Have you ever thought about going abroad to study, work, volunteer, or learn a new language? Mark Tuesday, March 3rd in your calendar and get down to the Vancouver Convention Center East Building to find out how. All the experts under one roof, top universities, gap year specialists, and student travel organizations. Feature seminar starts at 1 p.m. and expo opens at 2 p.m. Admission is free. Check online at www.studyandgoabroad.com for more info. CITR and Timber Concerts present Mateel on Thursday, February 6th at the Fox Cabaret. Just do what did I get into a hero walking on this floor? Featuring guest Calvin Love. Tickets available at Red Cat Records and online at timberconcerts.com. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Tonight, uh, they're only calling for a few clouds. However, tomorrow, they're actually calling for snow, which will be beginning in the morning. And there's supposed to be about 10 centimeters of snow. Um, There'll be more, of course, at higher elevations, but uh, we will probably get some right in the city because it's going to get quite cool. Uh, tonight it's going down to minus two, 
So, and then it's, the snow is going to be beginning in the morning and continuing throughout the day, and it's going to stay cold. Um, the high temperature tomorrow is going to be plus one. And then it's also going to get windy. And then it's going to warm up <laughs> in typical Vancouver fashion. Uh, when exactly was will probably be happening on late Tuesday night and into Wednesday morning when it does warm up. And then the snow will be mixed with rain and then continuing periods of rain on Wednesday. Thursday, rain with a low of three and a high of six. Friday is going to be cloudy uh, with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of four and a high of eight. Saturday is going to be cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of three and a high of eight again. And Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud. No precipitation in the forecast with a low of two and a high of eight. So that's the picture for the week. We're back to music. And this time, one of my favorite Duke Ellington records. All of this was recorded in March and April of 1965. And the band, the Ellington Orchestra, had just done a tour of the West Indies. And they were all over uh, the different islands and um, traveled and concertized, much to the delight of everybody down there. Um, they went to Jamaica, the Virgin Islands, um, all all those uh, isles uh, in the Caribbean. And that inspired um, Ellington, of course, to write some music. And when they came back to New York City, uh, the band was very relaxed, and uh, Ellington took them into the studio, and they recorded some really neat tunes. Now, I wouldn't say this is one of Ellington's great albums. I just like the way the band is so relaxed. The tunes are really hip and really nice to listen to, and they feature all the, the major soloists in the band. And um, the band just sounds wonderful. And it came out on Reprise Records. Ellington uh, had a short-term contract with that label. The label was actually owned by Frank Sinatra. And Ellington recorded several good albums for Reprise, including this one. And it's, uh, it's a little bit of a misnomer because it was recorded in New York. But... It, the album title is The Concert in the Virgin Islands. So there you go. So the first tune is uh, features the clarinet of the wonderful Jimmy Hamilton, one of the great virtuosos of the clarinet. And we hear the tune Island Virgin. I wonder if there's any virgins on those islands. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> second tune is called Virgin Jungle. And um, that, uh, again, features uh, uh, Jimmy Hamilton on clarinet. Then we have a tune that uh, features Ray Nance. Of course, Ray was a wonderful trumpet player, but also played the violin and sang, too. But we're going to hear his violin playing on a tune. And it's a typical Ellington title. It's called Fiddler on the Diddle. And then we're going to hear a tune that featured 
powerhouse trumpet of the one and only Cat Anderson. And we're going to hear a tune called The Jungle Kitty. Then we go to an old tune that was actually written by Ellington's son, Mercer. And it was a staple of the band. And it features the wonderful alto saxophone, the one and only Johnny Hodges. And we're going to hear a tune called Things Ain't What They Used To Be. Played this time with a shuffle beat. And the final tune wraps everything up. And it's a slow blues featuring the very sensuous alto saxophone of Johnny Hodges once again. And it's called Big Fat Alice's Blues. Of course, the wonderful drumming of Sam Woodyard on here. Of course, the maestro at the piano. And the bassist is John Lamb one of uh, the finer bass players to uh, work with Duke Ellington. Anyway, that's the repertoire. Those are the tunes, and we're going to hear the music right now. Duke Ellington. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Johnny Hodges getting the last word on that set. And we heard from his album Concert in the Virgin Islands, Duke Ellington and his orchestra, recorded uh, in New York after they came back from a tour of, of the West Indies, including the Virgin Islands, of course, and uh, recorded uh, this bunch of tunes for this uh, album, which came out on initially on Reprise Records. And we heard the first tune we heard. All the compositions were basically by Duke Ellington, um, with one exception. And the first tune was entitled Island Virgin, kind of a bossa nova feel. And... Uh, um, it also featured uh, Jimmy Hamilton's clarinet. The second tune featured Hamilton's clarinet a little more prominently, and that was an exciting thing called Virgin Jungle. And then we heard the violin of Ray Nance, and we heard Fiddler on the Diddle. And then uh, the tune after that, the powerhouse trumpeter Cat Anderson was featured, and we heard Jungle Kitty. 
Then we heard uh, a tune that was actually written by Ellington's son, Mercer, and it's a blues, and everybody's played this tune. It's called Things Ain't What They Used To Be, and uh, we heard a shuffle beat version of uh, that tune played by the band, and the soloist on that was the magnificent Johnny Hodges. Mr. Hodges was featured on the last tune, too, the slow blues entitled Big Fat Alice's Blues. And, of course, we heard the maestro himself, Duke Ellington, on piano, John Lamb on bass, and Sam Woodyard on drums, and, of course, all the rest of the guys in the band. The Duke Ellington Orchestra, all recorded uh, in March and April of 1965. Mm-hmm. Duke Ellington. We're going to turn now to the music of, uh, actually, we're going to turn now to another quick message for you, and we'll be back with some music by a very dear friend of mine who used to live in Vancouver, and he's one of the finest guitar players in the country, very creative gentleman. His name is Ted Quinlan, and he's got a new album out. We played it a couple of tracks a few weeks ago. This album is one of the albums that's been nominated for a Juno. And uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. So we're going to hear some of that right after this message. Fundrive 2020, CITR's annual fundraiser extravaganza, is almost upon us. This year's theme is Crush on CITR. And since we deal primarily in sound around here, we started wondering, what does a crush sound like? Hey, do you want to make out? It's like that um, filter on Instagram. It's like... Well, um, as great as those answers were, uh, we're kind of hoping this year a crush sounds a bit more like... Because your donations are what allow us to do, well, almost everything. Hosting free radio and podcast trainings, publishing the amazing Discorder magazine, producing local independent news, promoting and playing local music, and so much more. Our Fundrive goal is to reach $30,000 by February 14th. You can show your crush on CITR right now by visiting citr.ca slash donate. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenum-speaking Musqueam people. And, of course, for live streaming, we're at citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show, a regular feature on CITR every Monday night. We're going to now turn to the music of Ted Quinlan. Mr. Quinlan, uh, an absolute master of the guitar, 
And this album is his latest, and it's, as I mentioned before, it's been nominated for a Juno Award. It's called Absolutely Dreaming, and it features the whole album, which has nine selections on it, um, all composed by Ted Quinlan. And he's featured here on electric and acoustic guitar, and Brian Dickinson on piano, Kieran Overs on um, electric or acoustic bass, and Ted Warren on drums. And it was all recorded in Toronto last year. And the music is quite wonderful. So we're going to begin with uh, a Quinlan composition called Black Prince. And then we're going to go to a piece of music called Twilight Sky, And then we're going to move to the title track. We're going to hear three tracks from this album. It's called Absolutely Dreaming. So here then is the wonderful music of guitarist Ted Quinlan. Juno Award nominee.
Yes, the magnificent guitar stylings of the one and only Ted Quinlan. Ted lived here in Vancouver for many years before departing for Toronto, and of course he uh, contributed much to uh, uh, Vancouver's uh, music scene, and uh, of course we wished him well, and since moving to Hogtown, uh, Ted has done extremely well. And this album, he's recorded several, but this is his finest outing, I think. And the album is called Absolutely Dreaming, a beautiful band. And, of course, his own guitar playing is uh, second to none. And this album has been nominated for a Juno Award. And we'll be hearing more from this uh, wonderful album in future shows. Actually, down the road, closer to... Uh, Juno time, we're going to be featuring, uh, uh, we're going to do a feature on all the the Juno nominations for jazz and uh, going through all the albums and playing uh, excerpts from all the nominated albums, including this one. So we heard Ted on guitar along with Brian Dickinson on piano, Kieran Overs on bass and Ted Warren on drums, and we heard three compositions by Ted. The first one was entitled Black Prince. The second tune was entitled Twilight Sky, and the third tune is entitled Absolutely Dreaming. And, of course, the third tune is the title track of the album. So this album is available. Um, If you like the music on here, it's, uh, it's a gorgeous album. And you can always, uh, if you go to uh, www.tedquinlan.com, simple as that, www.tedquinlan, T-E-D-Q-U-I-N-L-A-N.com. There you go. Here is another very fine album by a very popular band. They've just resuscitated, just got together again, and they hadn't recorded for a long time, but I think it's one of their best albums. And I'm talking about the Shuffle Demons, and we're going to hear three tunes from their latest album called Crazy Time. And the people involved here, the main man behind the Shuffle, or the main two people behind the Shuffle Demons is alto saxophonist uh, Richard Underhill and drummer Stitch Winston. Those two guys are are kind of the mainstay of this band uh, because personnel has changed over the years. But uh, along with uh, Richard on alto saxophone and baritone saxophone and Stitch Winston on drums and percussion, uh, Kelly Jefferson on tenor saxophone, uh, Matt Lagan on tenor saxophone as well um, on these tunes. Uh, Mike Downs on bass. And, of course, and, and that's it for uh, the Shuffle Demons. We're going to hear three tunes with uh, the people that I mentioned in the band. And the first tune, and all these tunes are written by Richard Underhill. So we're going to hear Catwalk, which is the first tune, Making It Right, which is the second tune, and Have a Good One, which is tune number three, the latest from the famous Shuffle Demons.
down the street, so many people there, and they're afraid to speak, they're too weak, stress from working, going about the day to day, and to communicate, they don't know what to do, what to say, urban life anonymous, and with the sprawl, seems we always try to run before we let it crawl, competition, indecision, full of stress, just grab a hold of life, and leave behind the rest. So many suffer indignation and it's really us that's never clean. Can you see that inside we are all the same? With a love of joy and laughter and a fear of pain. Three tunes from the latest album, and they haven't recorded in a few years, of the Shuffle Demons, and that album is called Crazy Time, and that featured, of course, uh, the two mainstays of the band, Richard Underhill, who plays alto and baritone saxophones, and Stitch Winston on drums. And, of course, in the band, um, two other tenor saxophone players, Kelly Jefferson, and the soloist on uh, those tunes, Matt Lagan. And on bass, Mike Downs. And we heard three tunes, all composed by Richard Underhill. The first tune was called Catwalk. The second tune was called Making It Right. And the third tune, with um, a little verbal input uh, by the band, was called Have a Good One. And so, 
we'll be hearing more from the Shuffle Demons. If you're interested in this album, again, www.shuffledemons.com. Shuffle Demons, of course, all one word. www.shuffledemons.com. There it is. Crazy time. Mm-hmm. And it is these days, I'll tell you. Here is a wonderful singer who is still around. He's in his 90s now. And, of course, he recorded this when he was a much younger man with uh, Cannonball Adderley's band. Um, the singer is none other. He's a Los Angeles mainstay. Wonderful singer by the name of Ernie Andrews. And, uh, of course, Cannonball's band at that time, Cannonball Adderley, Julian Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavinwell on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. That comprised the Cannonball Adderley Quintet, and they accompany Ernie Andrews on uh, some tunes, and we're going to hear, uh, we're going to open with one of my favorite tunes written by um, Mark Jenkins, and it's called Big City. And um, then we're going to move to uh, another tune called The Next Time I See You. And then we're going to hear Nat Adderley's most famous tune that he wrote with Oscar Brown Jr. He wrote the melody. Oscar Brown wrote the words. We're going to hear the work song. And the final tune is a reprise of an old hit from, oh, way back in the 60s called The Green Door. Mm-hmm. What's behind the green door? Anyway, here's Ernie Andrews with the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. And a little introduction to Ernie from Cannonball. First of all, there are people on earth who really can get with Ernie Andrews right down to what he's talking about into the middle of the nitty gritty. <laughs> now, <laughs> thank you. Since we know this is possible, right now we're gonna take care of business. Here's the great Ernie Andrews, ladies and gentlemen. on earth that I'd rather be Give me the bright lights Big cities for me I visit the country and I sailed overseas All I want is the bright lights, big cities for me. Well, now, come on, come on to the city, yeah. Big cities for me. Don't want to live on the mountain where the people run free.
Rocks out cheer on the chain gang. Breaking rockin', serving my time. Breaking rocks out cheer on the chain gang. Because I've been convicted of crime. Hold it steady right there while I hit it. 
Well, I reckon, yeah, that ought to get it. I've been working, I've been working, and I still got so terrible long to go. I heard the judge say five years hard labor on the chain gang, you're gonna go. I heard the judge say five hard labor. Heard my woman scream, oh Lord, and no, I hold it steady right there while I get it. Great God Almighty, yeah, that ought to get it because I'm working, because I'm working, and I still got so terrible long to go. I want to see my sweet honey, baby. I'm gonna break this chain off and run. I gotta find a tree nice and shady. Lord knows it's a hot in the sun. Well, hold it steady right there while I hit it up. Uh, well, I reckon, yeah, that ought to get it because I'm working. I've been working and I still got so terrible on the go. Well, breaking them rocks, breaking them rocks, breaking them rocks all night long. Breaking these rocks, breaking these rocks, breaking these rocks, trying to get strong. Well, it ain't I need change. I need change. I need change. I need change. I will be 
one more night without sleeping. Oh, I'm watching till that morning comes creeping. I said, Green Door, what's that secret you're keeping? Well, now there's an old piano that they swing real hot behind the green door. Doing, but they fall a lot behind the green door. Yes, I wish they'd let me in so I could know what's in behind the green door. Well, you know, I knocked once, tried to tell them I'd been there. Thank you.
<laughs> yeah. Enthusiastic applause for Ernie Andrews. It was recorded at the uh, Lighthouse Famous Club in Hermosa Beach, California. And, of course, it was Ernie Andrews with the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. And, of course, in the quintet, Cannonball on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavinol on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. And, of course, the vocal stylings of the one and only Ernie Andrews. And uh, we heard four tunes. The first one, uh, after Cannonball's brief introduction, we, um, the first one we heard was by Marvin Jenkins, wonderful piano player. Uh, he wrote that tune called Big City. And the second tune, Blues, uh, was called The Next Time I See You. And then Nat Adderley's most famous melody uh, with words by Oscar Brown, Jr., uh, we heard the work song. And the final tune was uh, a revitalized old hit from the mid-50s that was very popular at the time, and Ernie decided to sing it kind of a, with a blues feel, and we heard The Green Door. What's behind The Green Door? Mm-hmm. The mystery. Ernie Andrews, and uh, he's still very much alive. He's in his 90s, and um, he's still gets out and sings every once in a while, and uh, he really, uh, gentleman has been around, shall we say. Here is a unique version of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. Now, they were between saxophone players at the time. Uh, Benny Golson had left the band, he had reorganized it and uh, was with the band for about six months, but he left. And um, Hank Mobley, who took over from Benny Golson, was not available for a little while. And his position was filled by a wonderful saxophone player from France. I'm talking about Barney Willen. And Barney... His, his mom was French, and his dad was American. And uh, so Barney kind of gravitated between New York and, and Paris, uh, a major voice of the tenor saxophone. So the band includes the great Lee Morgan on trumpet, Barney Willen on tenor saxophone, Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and Art Blakey on drums leading the band. So we're going to hear a couple of tunes. This is music from a movie called Les Liaisons Dangereux. And it starred, uh, it was directed by Roger Vadim. And, uh, you know, it was a, a, a movie with a jazz soundtrack. All the tunes were written by pianist Duke Jordan. And we open with one of Duke's biggest hits. And uh, the theme from this movie a piece of music called No Problem. Then we're going to hear um, two tunes after that. We're going to hear one called Miguel's Party, and we're going to follow that with one called Prelude in Blue. So, here then is this very special version of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, and we begin with No Problem. Thank you. 
We heard three tunes from an album called Les Liaisons Dangereux, soundtrack from a Roger Vadim movie, and played by this very special edition of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. And we heard Lee Morgan, of course, on trumpet, young genius at the time, and Barney Willen on tenor saxophone, and he was briefly in the band uh, during the time of, of uh, recording, played a number of gigs with uh, Blakey's band. And uh, Barney, of course, was uh, from France, and he very often came to New York City, took lessons from different people, and, of course, really established himself over in Europe. Barney Willen, great tenor saxophonist. Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and, of course, Mr. Art Blakey himself at the, at the drums. And we heard three tunes, all written by pianist Duke Jordan. The first tune was called No Problem, and the second tune was called Miguel's Party, and the third tune was called Prelude in Blue, all from the soundtrack of this uh, Roger Vadim movie. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. And, of course, uh, for live streaming, www.citr.ca. And, uh, yes, before we get into, uh, we're reaching the end of The Jazz Show, but I'd just like to mention a couple of uh, very important websites. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca, and a very, very comprehensive site. They have some big events free coming up uh, down on Granville Island, and um, check their website out for that. And uh, there's all kinds of nice concerts happening down there, kind of a winter break idea. And uh, all brought to you by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And, of course, they have other events throughout the year. And Coastal Jazz also uh, is involved with Frankie's Jazz Club down on Beattie Street. And you can find the schedule of Frankie's on that particular website. And, of course, Frankie's is programmed by Corey Weeds and... He brings in some great musicians, resident musicians, and musicians from out of town. So it's always a good idea to get onto the coastaljazz.ca website, and you can find out who's playing at Frankie's, make your selection, and you can book a table, do all that kind of stuff down there. So that's a good website, coastaljazz.ca. The other fine website to find out about jazz in Vancouver is vancouverjazz.com. That's a very comprehensive website as well. And don't forget, Pat's Pub, every Saturday afternoon at the historic Patricia Hotel, 3 to 7. Uh, they have some of our finest musicians playing at Pat's Pub every Saturday some great bands, and of course, once you're inside, a very comfortable space, good sound, good sight lines, and um, good food, and and a great choice of uh, whatever beverage turns you on. So uh, that's one thing about Pat's Pub, 
which puts it above and beyond all others, is that there is no cover charge for the jazz, which is Saturday afternoon, 3 to 7. It's always a good idea to get down there early as well because uh, it fills up rain or shine. So that's, uh, that's Pat's Pub. All right, here is the second great quintet, the beginning of the second great quintet, led by none other than Miles Davis, and recorded at the Monterey Jazz Festival, September 20th, 1963. And in the quintet, this was pre-Wayne Shorter, George Coleman on tenor saxophone, Miles, of course, on trumpet, Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. And here is one of Miles' most famous compositions, So What? Thank you. 
That was the great pianist Hampton Hawes. I love his very crisp style. And, of course, uh, that's from an album called The Green Leaves of Summer. And that was his very first album after his uh, welcome release from prison. Uh, He was given a pardon by President John F. Kennedy and uh, released from prison. Hampton had been um, incarcerated for uh, drug offenses. And uh, Kennedy saw that uh, he had a lot to contribute to society and he was reformed and all that kind of stuff and and freed Hampton. And this was uh, Hampton's first album uh, after getting this... uh, Actually, it was a a trumped-up sentence. And... uh, that's a whole long story. I won't get into it. Anyway, this album, uh, I love this album. It's called The Green Leaves of Summer. And uh, it featured Hampton Hawes and his first trio that he put together after his release. And uh, it featured Monk Montgomery, Wes Montgomery's brother, on bass. And my old friend Steve Ellington, the late Steve Ellington on drums. Steve came to live in Vancouver for uh, almost a year and uh, was part of uh, Vancouver's jazz scene right around 1970. And um, it was, he was a great addition to uh, uh, the local jazz scene, very energetic man and a wonderful drummer. And this was his uh, recording debut on this album, Steve Ellington on drums. And the tune we heard, it's been known by different titles. Trains Blues is one of the titles. John Paul Jones is another title. Veered Blues is another title. Nobody knows who wrote the tune, uh, but it has been credited to Miles Davis. (laughs) So he probably gets some royalties out of it, or his estate does now. Anyway, uh, and before that, we heard Miles Davis himself um, and his quintet recorded at the Monterey Jazz Festival uh, in September of 1963 with Miles on trumpet, George Coleman on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums, and we heard So What. That's it for the jazz show for this particular edition, our first show of February. We'll be here next week, and of course, uh, we'll be talking quite a bit uh, during the show about the Fun Drive, which is an annual event, CITR, and it's a very important event because we raise money for the station. And it's important that everyone digs into their pockets a little bit, and, uh, you know, even if it's five bucks, uh, everything counts. So think about it and do something about it. There you go. So this has been this edition of The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be back next Monday evening at 9 p.m. So we'll see you then. Thank you very much on behalf of radio station CITR or www.citr.ca. That's for live streaming. And all of us here <laughs> at <laughs> myself... Um, at The Jazz Show. And we'll see you in a while. And uh, if it snows tomorrow, enjoy. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>
Ha <laughs> ha 